not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 462. This is a fireside chat. Oh, is it? Well, well for, for a, a couple seconds, it's yeah. going to be a fireside chat. More than a couple seconds. Uh, a my minutes. name is Marty Sleva. Uh, I am joined by Andrew Goldfarb. Brap, brap. Yep, that's you. Uh, everyone else who's usually on the show is at New York Comic Con. Yep. We're traveling to New York Comic Con. We call Comic-Con. it Nike. Nyack. <laughs> um, but that's fine because uh, obviously the big topic this week is PSVR. Yes. Which we haven't got a chance to really play a lot of. We've played yep. it at preview events, but mm-hmm. uh, we weren't part of the core uh, review crew. I mean, you don't really review but games. You know who was? Uh, three special guests that are going to be appearing later on in the show. So we're kind of going to oh. we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, some non VR news mm-hmm. at the top, uh, and then we're going to have quick fifteen minute segments with the three sort of main uh, IGN voices in terms of uh, the PSVR review. Yes, for sure. Some of them you'll know, others you'll also know. Oh, that's a good tease. Thanks, man. That was really good. I'm really excited that Mac hasn't seen is coming back. Yeah. to review a PSVR game. Yeah, incredible. It's I not can't true. believe you did it's that. Not happening. Uh, so, small tidbits of news. Uh, Outlast Two. Yeah, a demo that's uh, up now, I believe. Right? Yeah, it's up now, yep. uh, and it's going to be available, a free demo, uh, available up until November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine it's just sort of what you've seen videos of and what we've played at trade shows. And if you're, if you're spooked by, mm-hmm. by scary stuff, like Outlast, because Outlast is a scary game, uh, we have the full demo up, so you can watch it while pausing or sobbing or holding hands with a loved one. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the best way to play games is to hold hands. With the, I, every time I look over, there's just cornbread here. It's pumpkin bread. Yeah. Uh, Greg Miller... Made me the well, let's even read on camera this lovely pumpkin bread. Very good. Shout out to Greg. Uh, tweet of him. His name is at Game Over Greggy. He's a young upstart and he's a fantastic baker. You're eating. A, okay, so this is you're the re, okay. The ham episode is your fault because you brought the apple. You started with the apple. That's true. The ham's 100 not my fault. That was Max. I don't think so. Don't blame the dead. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm. I Outlast is really cool though. Like I'm not super into crazy horror stuff like yeah. I didn't get into Indonesian stuff but Outlast weirdly is gripping to me and I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about it grippy um, like it's toad? Gripped, grippy yeah, toad from, toad from the Star Fox game grippy yeah. for his pleasure I'm um, leaning away from the mic when I bite in too wow that's it's, uh, wow theater of the mind just watching get a nice chew on <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the demo is sort of the uh, Red Barrels has said that it's not indicative of a scene from the game, but more of like a uh, tone piece collage of things you'll experience. Which you see in the demo, it's very much you're going from one setting to another, from a school to a farm to paranormal stuff to people chasing you to Cthulhuish stuff. It's almost like a weird greatest hits. Like in a weird yeah. way, it's like a tour of like uh, abbreviated experiences that give you an idea of what you can expect. Pre greatest hits. Yeah, this is what exactly. we think the greatest hits will be. Yeah. That would be funny if bands did that. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what choosing a single sort of is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, like Taylor that. Swift, please write in and let us know what choosing a single is like. Oh. Greg and I went to see Taylor Swift. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I bet he didn't make you any pumpkin bread, though, huh? Uh, no. I'm making banana bread tonight, boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pumpkin bread. <laughs> uh, the other big uh, piece of news, Andrew. Donkey Kong Ramba is coming to the PlayStation 4. Yes, uh, Danganronpa 1 and 2 Reload, it's called. It'll be uh, Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, which is the first game, mm-hmm. and Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair. Uh, these games, like, I, I am such an evangelist for these games. They are wonderful. They are weird. Uh, really cool. Very basic premise for people who don't know. Uh, there's a high school in the first game called Hope's Peak Academy, which is only the only students there are people who are the best in the world at something. And you play as a character who 
is the world's luckiest student because he won a lottery to get to go to this school. But when he arrives... Uh, does that make him literally the luckiest person? I'm the luckiest student who applied. There's, there's a lot of brackets after yeah. that one. <laughs> uh, but when he gets there, all the doors locked and all the doors lock and windows lock and a psychotic school head basically tells them that they all have to murder each other in order to escape. Okay. And it's like a really weird, uh, almost like Hunger Games-ish type of thing. But, but the actual gameplay is it's a visual novel where you're going through in first person and sort of investigating the school. Uh, and when a murder happens, you have to find clues. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a trial. Mm-hmm. And basically, if the person who committed the murder gets caught, then they're executed. Uh, and you have to find the clues and accuse them. And it's just super fun. Second game is a little more robust. It's more open on an island. But uh, really, really fun games. It's only 40 bucks for both on PS4 or a special edition for $60. Bucks. Uh, cannot recommend these enough. Also, if you already have a Vita, just play them now because there's not going to be any major gameplay differences in the PS4 mm-hmm. version. But just a cool way to get ready for Danganronpa 3. Yeah. And that's something I feel like you and Colin have been talking about that game on this show for many years. Yeah, Colin, much before me. It took me a while to get into it. The name's weird. It's it, like the head Monokuma of the school I mentioned. Has that weird is bear. A, he's a big, scary bear. Yeah, he's uh, divided in half. Uh, but the games are just, they're so delightfully odd. And mm-hmm. I, I really think um, that, like, for fans of, like, weird anime stuff, uh, it, it's just great. Yeah. I really, really like those games. Fans of the genre. Fans weird of the genre. Anime stuff. Yep. Uh, another talking point uh, Mafia 3. Mm. Coming out I can't Friday. wait for that review. It'll probably yeah. be here this week. It's huh? going to be so soon. Uh, no, we are not. Uh, 2K has declined to send uh, early review copies, and so I'm on the review for that. But uh, we're, our codes don't unlock until the game comes out in Australia, which is early morning Thursday. So probably it's like 4 a.m. This is already, I think, out by then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to just be playing it all day Thursday, all day Friday. I'm hoping to have impressions up uh, Friday uh, evening. Before we leave, and we're going to try and do a let's play. On try to do a let's play. We're going to do a stream on Friday from mm-hmm. one to three uh, p.m. Um, Pacific. Pacific time, and then hopefully we'll have a full review up next week. And a lot of people are worried: like, is that a death knell for games? Is that a bad sign? Because historically, a lot of times for movies and games, that is a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, granted, there's stuff like Doom that came out earlier this year that didn't have review copies. That was awesome. Yeah. It's rare for it to be a, an offline game mm-hmm. because I think the the Doom excuse, uh, which we don't know if it was an excuse or if it was real, but they said they didn't want people to experience it before the servers were up for a multiplayer. Well, all um, I did was play the single player, and I thought that game was wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I, have, a, I have high hopes for Mafia. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, granted, we're playing it all weekend, but I'm very excited yeah. to unleash Crocodiles onto a clan rally. Yeah, and to uh, to go on a cool riverboat gambling tour. That's always what I want to do in my life, and I've yeah. never been able to do one. Hates avocados, dreams of riverboat gambling tour. just quote my Twitter bio? Maybe. That's very creepy. I like it. Very creepy. Um... Yeah, honestly, that's the news. Uh, so we're going to uh, not get out of the way, but we're going to invite our first guest to talk about uh, his experiences with the PlayStation virtual reality. There's there's a show I like to watch called The Great British Bake Off. And at the end of every episode, they award a star baker. And when they start to award the star baker, they try and do like a little fake out. And they're like, this baker is blah, blah, blah. And they make you think it's going to be one person and then ends up being someone else. So we should do that for each of our guests. This baker is... A former reverend <laughs> who you might say has pockets filled with soup. <laughs> Holy crap. Why did you watch that show? Oh, that show's wonderful. Don't watch that show. No, it's it's Mary Berry. It's Paul Hollywood. They are judging these Mary, Former mayor of Washington, <laughs> D.C., Marion Berry, who was uh, unlawfully no. discharged from his duties. You know who would do very well the on 90s. the Great British Bake Off is Greg Miller, baker of such pumpkin breads as this one. I don't we'll think be he's right British. We'll be right back, folks. Christ. 
Whoa! I don't know what transition they're gonna I do. don't know what's happening. I hope it's like a really spooky I don't know one. what well whatever audio transition that is is very weird because we were like very quiet and then we made a ghost just noise. A cool like electric guitar. We we were talking about pumpkin bread and it's all quiet. And two in the hand, one in the booth. You yeah. were doing like the, the old news ghost thing. I haven't heard the news ghost in back forever. For PlayStation like, VR. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about PlayStation 4 arcade archives. Ooh. Because that's what I came prepared to talk about. With several sheets of PlayStation 4 Arcade Archives oh by Hamster. Yeah, I told you that you could have 15 minutes. You did. Talk you said I got a 15 minutes to talk whatever I want. So I'm going to talk about well, the fact that Darius just came out in Japan. Let's put a pin in that to talk about. Let's put a pin and just tear the piece of paper. <laughs> let's not tear that. I mean, I could play the Ninja Warriors. I could play. It's pretty soon. Elevator Action is probably coming. But what about Super Hypercube? <laughs> oh, Super Hypercube. We'll uh, get to that. We, we could be talking right now about Gradius 2, which you can play on your PlayStation 4. Actually, this really is an underrated collection of. of well emulated games it's that you can play right now. Rated. Some of these, uh, I mean, some of these are real rarities. Aggressively the ar- rated. The arcade version of Bubble Bobble's on there. That's a great game. Bubble uh, Booble? No, Bubble. Shout Bobble. out to Nicole who gave me this great haircut. Yep. We play the original <laughs> Bomb Jack, which is a really cool arcade game. But yeah, hey, we and- got to play PlayStation VR, and it's not out yet. PlayStation VR. <laughs> uh, Jerry, yeah. what's that? Thank you for coming on. Uh, no you problem. got to play uh, Super Hypercube, which uh, as of this moment. So just yeah. to clarify, we the uh, the way we were sent uh, games is sort of in waves, mm-hmm. and so we. Mm-hmm. Reviewed Wave One, that had a handful of games. Most of them we'll be talking about. Uh, Wave Two is on its way, but as of right now, one of the two highest rated games standing at a nine point yeah is Super Hypercube. Super yeah. Hypercube, not unlike the important PlayStation Arcade Archive game Terra Cresta. The yeah, summer is it's absolutely from- unlike it. Yeah, it is unlike it. And you know what <laughs> it is? Super Hypercube is bodacious. Ooh. It's really, really good. We gave it so, a yeah. I'd like what I'm, I'm familiar with it in that I've seen like footage and stuff. Yeah. But like, how would you describe this to? Someone who's never seen the game. I'm going to steal Vince Ingenito's wonderful prose about this, where mm-hmm. he said, it's sort of like, you know when you drop the final big, long four-block in Tetris and complete a Tetris yeah, and yeah. clear four lines? Mm-hmm. He's like, it's that feeling over and over and over and over and over again. That's what playing Super Hypercube feels like. Um, it's a skill-based arcade-style game. There is one mode. There's no weird options or anything. You just drop in. It's like, I'm a little block. Bloop, go through the hole. Okay. The faster and quicker and more efficiently I do that, the more little other little cubes hook onto my cube and change its three-dimensional shape. There's so you, a gate up ahead. I rotate to go through the gate faster and faster, and I'm, I'm incentivized to go quicker by getting special abilities faster and higher scores. And I'm just going and going and going. It's building and building and building. And sooner or later, you're going to screw up. But you learn something every time and get better. It's a great loop. So it kind of like – it's, it's – if you can't picture this, picture – uh, there's those there's Japanese game shows where like there's a wall coming towards a contestant and they have to sort of contort their body into a shape in order yeah, to like fit through a, said wall. Almost like the Looney Tunes style thing where there's like a you know like a man shaped hole yeah. in a in a wall. Exactly. Yeah, the and shape of like a man, not body. unlike the yeah. shape of the man in Double Dragon Two, the Revenge, yeah, available on PlayStation Four, arcade archives. That Are man you, didn't have a head. I, I, so I you know uh, Super Hexagon on um, yeah. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I weirdly like gameplay wise, it's totally different, but that is what I think of when I look at this game? Yeah, it, you look at it and it looks kind of like a well drop game. It doesn't yeah. feel like anything else. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are comparisons there. There's, there's, you know, it's a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. It's a little <laughs> bit Tetris and a little bit Poyo Poyo. It's a lot of things, but it's different than the mall. The VR is used with tremendous subtlety, uh, but it's essential to the game. I don't think this game would work without VR. Well, you watch funny. it and you think it would. That's my question but, forever. I'm going to ask that question like 10 times in this yeah. podcast. For every game people are talking about, 
That is my biggest question. Mm-hmm. Could this work without VR? I don't think so. Um, I, I Wait, does it. it literally work without VR? Uh, this game? I, is it, is I think it, it's uh, only no, is it, no. Okay, so okay. Here's, here's the darn problem. You get, you, get the, you get the cube in front of you. And the mm-hmm. better you're doing, the bigger the cube gets. You're at a point in the game eventually where you are literally leaning around yeah. the edge of the cube to see what's happening. Because you've got to see that gate coming up. And that effect of it coming out of the distance and being able to discern it because you're there in the game. It, it pulls you in beautifully. And you're just like, oh, this is a simulation of the way my eyes really yeah. work that could not be conveyed yeah. by a television screen adequately. And this leaning effect that is an integral part of the game and looking at things from different angles yeah. constantly. I don't think you could pull this off on a TV. Plus, it's, it's so subtly and smart. Polytron did such a good job pulling you in. Like, your PlayStation controller is represented in the game. Yeah. Uh, the camera and the controller know where they are in physical space. And there's this cool Tron-like wireframe of it. They're right in front of you the whole time. And so you're kind of pulled into the world. You you don't it, – it's it's right on the edge of augmented reality yeah, in yeah. that regard. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, yeah, these two worlds yeah. are kind of crossing over. But it's so otherworldly. No, I don't think this game would work uh, in in a non VR environment. You could make a game like this, but I don't but think you it would to, be. You need to tweak fun. the mechanics. Yeah, you said yeah. uh, Polytron, who are the developers of Fez. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, they they did this uh, in in cooperation with another group of folks. But yeah, it, it's got that the ambience works really well for it. And, and again, we can, you can read the review if you want the, the whole steel. I I liken it to this. Um, it's like leaping over an abyss in an action movie for a ladder, like mm-hmm. the rung of a ladder. You and it's so perfectly tuned. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. Like somebody built this really simple game and then spent what seems like countless weeks just being like, how do we make this absolutely perfect? Mm-hmm. I really, so that the, the timing on everything is great. So you reach for that that rung. You always feel it brush your fingers, but you either close your hand around it and make the grab or you brushes and you fall. It's it's that feeling constantly. I want to try it, and it's like if if anyone hasn't heard of this, I encourage you to watch videos. But the boat I'm in, where I've only watched videos, and mm-hmm. I really this is one of the few games where I really want to just experience it. Yeah, it's also cool that I mean not cool, but like given some drama recently with Oculus, uh, <laughs> there's no Oculus version of this planned anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so uh, this is a, theoretically, right now PSVR will be the only way to play. The only wants to come to five. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm, as far as I know, it's not yet. Yeah, yep. I could be wrong. Um, no, and this, there's date. also another question we ask people: You can just play this game sitting down. You can just play this game sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're leaning. You're moving around. You're playing with a PS4 controller. You don't need move. You're leaning. You're changing your angles, but you don't need special controllers. You don't have to stand up to play it. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't recommend that you stand up yeah. and play it. Also, don't just play it once and be like, "Oh, I get it." That's not true. You think you get it. When you first start playing, but it starts throwing curveballs at you, doing some very creative things. And True also, when games. you start, it's, it's a lot like Geo Wars. You you understand the principle yeah. of what you're supposed to do, but you don't understand how to be good at it. I mean, especially as for a long time. Geom- I'm still not good games at it. Games like but I'm Geometry better. Wars, Super Hexagon, uh, Pac Man Championship Edition yeah. DX, yeah. those are games that it's like, they're not really changing at all. Like, mm-hmm. you have the game there right from the get go, and the thing is, the game gets better as you get better and as yeah. you become more comfortable with the early stages and are getting to that. Like, I would play Geometry Wars yeah. and to be like, all right, I'm going to play the first two minutes or same thing with Super Hexagon I'm going to play the first two minutes which are now muscle memory yeah. so that I could have that 30 seconds afterwards where I'm like always on the precipice of failure not unlike Crazy Climber now available on PS4 Arcade Archives really uh, for, quick for the, before we let answer. you go <laughs> <laughs> no real quick other any other VR games you tried out in PSVR that are in this launch lineup that you okay, like so I, I've been I, I joke about super, joked with Dan about super hyperbole mm-hmm. um, but 
I don't want to play anything else right now on PSVR. I want wow. to play more Super Hypercube. Yeah. Uh, I've watched people playing Thumper. That's intriguing. When when uh, when we got our hands on Res, you know, I want to play around with that sure. more. Yeah. yeah, of course. But honestly, I this is one of those games that I could just play and 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 probably will. Uh, when next time I have access to PSVR, I'm going to play more Super Hypercube and I'm going to play it for hours and hours. It's like the kind of game that you feel like you should be walking into a Will Gibson 21st century like future of some other time arcade, and that's what they're playing. So that's funny because that's I feel like obviously we're go- we're going to have another special guest on talking about Thumper, which is also mm-hmm. very highly reviewed, and then also all of us playing Res felt the same way. Where it's funny that it seems like a handful of the the, the, the more remarkable games at launch are these very Tron like otherworldly. It's not yeah. like we're simulating reality. It's mm-hmm. like oh no, we're simulating a place none of you are ever going to go to. Oh, it's yeah. it's kind of like uh, our our coworker Sam Claiborne says about his take on open world games. He doesn't like to play games that are set in like contemporary real settings. It's like, I go to video games to do something I can't do in yeah, real life. Yeah, Ooh, and virtu- like yeah. And it's yeah. like, virtual reality is is maybe more ideally suited for that than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. So I think there's a reason these games are succeeding. It's because people settled on well-grounded core design principles that, that were they knew could be implemented in that space, and then they went with aesthetics that transport us to other worlds in an instantly recognizable, highly rewarding way, and, mm-hmm. and man, Super High Cube nails that. I mean, we, get, we gave it a nine. It's it's one of the best games I've played this year, and this has been a year of terrific video games. Yeah, yeah. it's been a really so, good year. Oh, it's been an incredible year. I'm really excited. It's, it's one of the best years. This is one of the best years yeah. in, in games history. Yeah. yeah. This year's nuts. Uh, and then also, uh, I guess, just the last thing, what are your impressions on uh, PSVR. Um, it's it's comfortable. As a headset, it's light. As a, yeah. yeah. This is um, now. I'm going to steal from another uh, another person who's smarter than I am. Uh, Jeremy Parrish, who talks about the, how the Game Boy was the king of good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Nintendo has always been really good at making systems that are good enough. They meet at affordability and capability. The PSVR is in that same wonderful space. It's it's at the, uh, close to the right price point. It is tremendously capable. My experience mm-hmm. with it has been that it's comfortable and well-engineered, and at least as well as I can tell from short exposure, it uh, it, it works very well. It's not hard to put together and get going. Uh, I like PSVR. I think that uh, if we keep getting solid software support, this thing will be around for a long time. I, I, think, I anticipate we're going to have a degree of success with it comparable to what Microsoft had with first-generation Connect. And then whether or not that ends up having legs is going to be in Sony's court. Mm-hmm. Um, if they decide to continue supporting and growing on the library around that and developing the technology, that's wonderful. But they, they made it, I think, about as cheaply as they could and mm-hmm. have it be capable. And that was a really smart decision. Yeah. It's practically plug-and-play. Yeah, um, that's the thing. And it's like also it, yeah. one of the few ones where I could just sit in a room by myself and easily put the headset on myself. It is by far the most comfortable, especially and for people with glasses like us. Plus, yeah, you exactly. know it will work. I mean, it's not like you have to download drivers or have a specific PC calibration. Like, you know that if you have a PS4, this works. No new product has reminded me so much of the original Game Boy as PSVR since the original So Game is Boy. this the Tetris to um, no, I don't. I don't think you get because Tetris was was a perfect pairing of hardware and software that demonstrated, hey, you want to. Here's why you want to take this thing with you everywhere you go. Tetris, you know, the um, the Game Boy was ninety bucks uh, and ran for thirty hours on like four batteries, and uh, and Tetris was like, this is why you want this thing all the time. Super Hypercube, as compelling and powerful as it is, is not a single system seller for this for virtual reality isn't going to sit and go here's 
absolutely everything you want to do in VR. What it is is here's a great thing, a amazing thing, a magnificently crafted thing you can do in VR that is not a demo that you will not get tired of. But it isn't quite Kasparovian in it. Or, uh, it's Kaspar, listen to me. I'm getting on Kasparov. Bouncing us I know. Sorry about that. My chess master is mixed up with my Tetris creators. Masters. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, I wouldn't say it's quite at, uh, quite at that level, but it's still extraordinary and everybody should play it. That's awesome. That's very exciting. Well, I'm yeah. to play it. And I, don't, I mean, I honestly don't think – I think we're, go, we're past the days of uh, Tetris or a Mario 64. I disagree. I think we're going to get one. I think we're, it's going to be a virtual reality game. But he means like at launch. Yeah. Oh, at launch. Like oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know that we'll ever. I mean, maybe not. I'm never, talking. I think. Know, I think the next Mario 64 is waiting to happen. I think we got another one out really? there. Really? Yeah. I do think, you think there's been a Mario 64 so, since Mario 64? Uh, no, but I do think we're going to get something that's going to drop down from outer space and be like, wow, I. There were video games before this thing, and there were video games after them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that's again. Mario 64 and GTA 3. Uh, we talk about all the time. Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. Mario 64, GTA 3 is a big one. Tetris is probably a big one. There's, yeah. there's uh, Doom is one of those. Yeah, yeah, um, maybe Elder Scrolls. I mean, maybe, anything that um, kind of births a genre, for yeah. better or worse, becomes that game yeah. where it is. Even if, it, even yeah. if that game isn't the best example, I feel like it becomes the, like you said, the before and after uh, is that game. S- I think someday somebody's going to nail, one, I think somebody's going to nail third-person 3D space and virtual reality, uh, which is where mm-hmm. I think the breakthrough is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a first-person experience. It's going to be a third-person experience, is my guess. That's based on some of the early demos I played with that made me go, oh, here's where I can do something in a video game I could never do before. Yeah, and yep. it's not from what I'm seeing out of my eyes. It's what I'm doing with the controller in 3D space. I mean, um, even what you're describing looking around the cube sounds like that to me, it's though. It's great. Like, that's I, really cool. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a just... It's just it's extraordinary. It's like it's like uh, holding a magic sword. Yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, you know, uh, I love that. but uh, yeah, there's a but yeah, I do think someday, and I'm not quite sure what it's going to be because I'm not smart enough to be the one who figures it out. I always go back to a Mind Forever Voyaging, which is this old Infocom text game that I played. Um, that's about you play as an AI in a laboratory in South Dakota. And you're being sent into – you're simulating the future inside yourself and being sent into futures you're generating constantly to try to, like, solve the world's problems. I'm doing a terrible job describing this game. Nobody's ever done anything quite like it, and I I feel it's kind of this, like, beautiful lost gem. But someday somebody's going to take that incredible storytelling focus and they're going to make a – I wish I could avoid the cliche, but they're they're going to make uh, that Citizen Kane. They're going to make something in games, something in simulation – that is different and distinctive from every other form of storytelling we've experienced. Cool. Uh, I think Mario Super Mario did that. I think Mario 64 did. I think he does. That's coming again. Awesome. Um, we can so only hope. I'm excited. Yeah. I, you I'm know what else I'm excited for? Well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, PS4 Arcade Archives, uh, which are available on... I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna seriously, rip that in half. I'm really I'm excited. Gonna, I'm There's a really, really good uh, while we're going to get Darius in, coming in very soon. In the last few moments we have you, I want to plug, if you liked the three of us... There's another thing you can watch the three of us on, and it's called pornography. Yep. Whoa. The three of us um, uh, made a uh, uh, love making. You're very I bad. was You're very not bad. aware of this. You know. Well, no. Yeah. We're uh, on. Uh, I mentioned in Jared's intro that he keeps a bunch of soup in his pockets. Yeah. 
Jared, in 30 seconds, why? What well, I'll, 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 want me to plug? I'll plug Okay, Jared never mind. Marty's Jared's, Jared's modest. Uh, Jared uh, has a podcast called Pockets Full of Soup, mm-hmm. where he um, interviews folks uh, not about video games, but about people they're thankful for. Yep. And in episode 10, every five episodes, he does something different. In episode 10, he had two people on, which were us. And we, spent, and we spent an hour on Andrew's couch talking about why we're thankful for each other. And these boys and were wonderful guests, and, and it really was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you guys for doing that. No, thank you. That was yeah. a ton of fun. So listen to that. Uh, Jared, you're the best. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you very much for having me. Our next baker is... I'm doing a bridge bridge bake-off thing. Our next baker is... Oh, can you just grab her, actually? I'm standing in front of the camera. Oh, no, that's fine. No, it's cool. We'll keep rolling. Um, Our next baker is (laughs) really good at Souls games Yeah, and has a last name synonymous... With cool, yeah, you could say that she bore witness to one of oh, this year's. Yes, that's right. Masterpiece ten. I out look of 10 forward reviews. to the Undertale she has to tell. She didn't review Undertale. No, I know, but she at all. likes Undertale. I'm talking about things she likes. I don't think she likes Undertale, does she? Yeah, she absolutely does. Are you sure? I think so. I feel like no, that's, she, I, I think, think that's Kelly Miranda. No, that's 100 percent Chloe. Else. I don't think Chloe does. I'm gonna find it really. We're gonna fast. ask her in ten that's seconds. Like my first question. <laughs> first question. Uh, Do you, no, I, she likes Undertale. She I does. honestly don't think she does. Oh, thank <laughs> This is going to be really good if she doesn't. Uh, yes, but we're going to bring... Speaking of really good, that pumpkin bread. Ooh. Oh, doggy. Do you have Mark, a recipe? Also, I have to reply to Jonathan. Hi, Hi Chloe. Chloe. Hi. Welcome. I'm here to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> no, but... <laughs> uh, oh, no, did you really get into the arcade archive? Just kidding. Uh, we just kept it rolling. Uh, wait, so our first... Uh, also, uh, welcome, Chloe Red. Hi. Chloe Red. To the podcast. Uh, really quick. Do you are you a big Undertale fan? Not huge. <laughs> that was what I said. Damn it. I thought you liked Undertale. Because we were our There's whole thing is before someone liked. comes in, we do a lot of very obvious hints about um, who it is. I said yeah. you bore witness to one of this year's tens. Yeah. But then he said something about Undertale, and I was like, I don't think Chloe's a big Undertale. I, I, I Undertale. did bear witness to that, but I mean, I bore witness to another more. <laughs> I mean, that was 10, the thing. Was the ten that I gave, which was for the witness. Yeah, I don't think I was like. I think you're getting her just mixed up with Miranda and Kelly. I'm getting her mixed up with Miranda. Everyone and Kelly. in the office does that. So. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, thank you anyway. so much for joining Hello, us, Chloe. Uh, Chloe you are VR extravaganza, <laughs> <laughs> and also pumpkin yeah, bread and arcade archives. We're gonna burn that piece of paper. Uh, so uh, Jared talked about Super Hypercube for uh, quite a long time, mm-hmm. yep. uh, but then you reviewed uh, two games as well. Yes, I reviewed um, Until Dawn: Rush of Blood, mm-hmm. which was not very good, <laughs> and uh, Thumper, which was incredible. Yeah, which is the so, second game that also has a nine. Right, so, Super, Super Hypercube, Hypercube and Thumper are uh, two amazing games. So, right, which so do you want to yeah, start with the good or the bad? Talk about first. Well, okay, so he was so high with Super Hypercube. Yep. Let's bring it down a bit. All right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, let's Until let's Dawn. Negative first. What is Until Dawn: Rush of Blood? Yeah. So Until Dawn: Rush of Blood is this very standard kind of like arcade style rail shooter set on a carnival themed roller coaster. Sounds like reason. Until Dawn to me. Yeah. Um, it is marginally related to Until Dawn, which like I know you're a big fan, Marty. Yeah. I loved Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. By so I don't know about you, Andrew, but. What he got, he got way like, too scared. I don't like spooky stuff. As soon as they said a Wendigo was evolved, he was like, I'm out. I mean, can you clarify? I, I don't know if there's like spoilers, but like, wh- what is the even right, right, ballpark yeah. connection to Until Dawn? So, so Until Dawn was like kind of a teen slasher horror movie mm-hmm. that you play, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, w- without too many spoilers, I guess I think Un- Russia Blood is supposed to take place like in the mind of Josh, which okay. was kind of one of the characters whose uh. two sisters met an unfortunate fate, mm-hmm. and you see both of them frequently as kind of these like zombie girls. That but that's Mr. Robot, sort of the right? Tropey to- yeah, Mr. Robot's character. You're in the mind yeah. of Mr. Robot. He's got a real weird Mr. mind. Mr. Robot <laughs> thinks about clowns and yeah. his dead sisters <laughs> and uh, just 
spiders and other yeah. things. I don't know. So it's like you start out on this carnival themed roller coaster. There's actually this ringleader style character that is played by the same guy that plays the stranger in Until Dawn. That guy, the dude in the parka that helps oh, you out. Oh yeah, bit. yeah. Um, so it's kind of like he's just reappropriating these people he's met, you know, in his mind, and it's just kind of this kinda, nightmare. I kind of like that as a narrative conceit. I it's, guess. Oh, it's a interesting way to make it connect to the original game but it just it's so weird when you go into it you're like what do clowns have to do with, with a any, game that yeah. was about like wendigos and, and teenage drama drama so, yeah seriously does it just so, does it feel ham-fisted in that way like do you feel like it's in- no like it never felt like it it definitely feels weird but nothing feels ham-fisted really like okay. it just, it's just kind of you're just like all right i guess i'm on this ride now and <laughs> yeah. here i go and, and it's, so and this is also developed by supermassive the yeah. same developers yeah. uh-huh. so and yeah. so it's not like it's yeah this weird third party you yeah. can offer anything and so it is fun in terms of, like, being a rail shooter. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing... Like, here's how I would describe Russia Blood. There's nothing that it does that makes it particularly bad. It just doesn't do anything that makes it that good. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's like, I, I played it. I had fun. There are definitely parts that are a lot slower than others. Like, it kind of hits its high point at level two, which is, like, this slaughterhouse um, with, like, these huge pigs and stuff. And I think mm. if... I, I vaguely remember one part in Until Dawn where, like, you find a pig's head yep. or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, he's trying to mess with his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was weird. And then it kind of ends up being the super surreal, like you go down into this like abyss and there's these huge like dolls that are supposed to be like characters from Until Dawn. And it's super surreal for like yeah. a second. And you're Sounds just like, like, whoa. Really Wonka. Almost. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, this is going to get really cool. And then after that, the rest of the levels, there's like seven total. The rest of the levels are just kind of like rickety old houses full of clowns for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Man, just like, we spent so much money on these clown assets. We <laughs> yeah. just really got to use them. So it, it, had potential for like a minute. Yeah. And then so, what are you actually doing in the game? You're just shooting. shooting so it's, stuff. I mean, it's, it's like a rail It's yeah, House rail of the Dead on it, a roller like, coaster. You guys ever play Carnival, that old Midway game? Yep. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Why? <laughs> I love Carnival. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, it's but it's kind of got that yeah. same stupid, cheesy, like evil carnival theme to it, and you're just shooting stuff. And I mean, that's about it. Yeah. So the, the question I keep repeating over and over again is like do you feel like this could work not in vr like does it need to be in VR? no it absolutely could not work not in vr okay. it's like it's all about like it's that that gimmicky roller coaster based mm-hmm. you know structure that that really makes it like you're kind of on a ride but even then it kind of sucks because it doesn't really take advantage of the fact that you're on a roller coaster yeah. like it slows down a lot like there's a few times where you go you know you you go down like a big drop or something and you're just like whoa in vr this is- does it feel like do you get that like feeling in the pit of your stomach I mean, no. Like you, you <laughs> an, so you anticipate the feeling in VR, and then it doesn't really come. But you're still kind of like, wow, this is like a cool, like you know, it's going really fast and stuff. But again, it doesn't really take advantage of that yeah. as often as it should. And yeah. instead, it's just kind of this like walk through haunted house style thing. It's so weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is so it- I gave it a six. It's okay. Yeah. Like it, you know, for a PSVR launch title, like it's kind of a neat thing and it's not incredible like it's not it wasn't a horrible experience but it's just not great so many of the games uh, especially this initial volley of psvr and just vr games in general uh remind me of like arcade games just like literally like going yep. to an arcade yep. and then plugging in a couple quarters and playing and this seems like house of the dead or one of those games where you get in like the little pod with a second person and you play a like yeah. game uh, and it sort of feels like that i imagine this is 90 minutes and i feel like, it's, like people are just kind of in a rush to get house games blood. out there for vr and and <laughs> oh, <damn it>. oops <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> it's fine. And yeah, and they, I don't know, they're they're avoiding taking too many risks because ju- we just don't know what's going to work and what's not going to sure, work in VR yet. Yeah. But what if we want to... What does work. What does work, <gasps> yeah. That's a really good segue. Thanks, man. Is Thumper 
is really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Thumper is also actually on Rails. It's a rhythm game. And okay. kind of a horror thing, the way you it described is, it. It yeah. is definitely much scarier than Rush of Blood. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just weird, but, like, so here's the basic setup. is like you're, you're this, like, chrome space beetle, and you're on this, like, metal track, and you're just, like, going, like, at the speed of light into this, like, horrible abyss. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's a, it's a super trippy game, and if I had to compare it to anything, it would be, like, that warp sequence at the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey, yep. yeah. where it's just, like, weird geometry and, like, swirling shapes, and it's, like, you're in space, but it feels more like you've, like left of the universe and kind yeah, of just gone yeah. into this nightmare realm <laughs> where, like, you shouldn't be. And, and like, all the bosses are just, like, cosmic geometry and, like, I love all this. weird aquatic, like, demons. And, like, yep. it's... I'm so into that. In yeah. VR, it looks terrifying. Like, I first played this game not in VR, and it actually works really well not in VR, too. Like, so this it's is, still... this is the first game we've played that you could just... If you just have a PS4, you can download. Yeah, PS4, you can play PC. it on PS4. Yeah. It's coming out on PC, too. It, it plays fantastically on both. Mm-hmm. Um... But in VR, like, things look so big, and yeah. it is just so scary to, like, come over, like, a, a hill and just see, like, on the horizon this, like, massive, like, skull thing that you fight. Like, it's a recurring <laughs> boss. I think its name is Crackhead. <laughs> All right. It's, yeah. It's this, like, burning skull that, like, every time you see it at the end of every level, it just gets more and more, like, disfigured and, like, with these horns coming out of it. And- so I played this at... Hacks, yeah. and I had a lot of fun. No idea there were these horrifying bosses. Yeah, like the funny thing is, I feel like when you look at it, it especially with the rhythm component, it actually reminded me most of like amplitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people yeah. think maybe audio surf too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and there's like it almost seems like there's even like lane changes and stuff later. Yeah, too. That, that gets introduced later. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's funny because it has this kind of like if you just look at one screenshot, maybe you'd think like, oh, this is kind of like a sci-fi rhythm game and it's probably like this cool like techno, you know, soundtrack. But no, like the the music in the game is like horror movie music. It's like war drums and like orchestral stings and then just like industrial noise. It's just bizarre, and I love everything about yeah, it. Yeah, playing it, playing it uh, in VR with headphones, uh, like almost produced anxiety. Yeah, like wow. in a like controlled anxiety. Like it really just like upped my heart rate. It's and... like if we want to talk about games that like rush until dawn, rush of blood. Like there's nothing thrilling about mm-hmm. it, but like Thumper is just such an exhilarating experience, especially in VR. Like with uh, Super Hypercube, we brought up. Uh, Super Hexagon, yeah, which is sort of it has that moments where it's like you're almost playing it. You're you're again we said that with that you're you're playing it by the books for the first couple of minutes so that you have that final thirty seconds where you're like out of control, yeah, and it's like terrifying. You're like oh my god, and then you finally do beat that high score. Mm-hmm. Is this about like beating a high score or yeah, is this more so, about pro- actually progressing through the levels? Um, it, it is. I would say it's high score based because because at the end of uh, there's nine levels and at the end it just fades out and gives you a score. <laughs> and there's actually several checkpoints too. There's maybe like twenty or so checkpoints in each level. So like you have these moments to breathe and it it scores you on just like how you did between this checkpoint and the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four ranks. There's C, B, A, and then S rank, which is the best one. Um, and what's really cool is like the game only uses like one input like you press x and then you use the left analog stick so i mean two technically but with just x and the analog stick you can do like so many like like nuanced like little actions and stuff so like as an example um there's a couple basic things you have to do you have to like hit these beats that appear on the track you have to churn um otherwise you crash and the game is like super brutal like you can feel like i think the developers described it as a rhythm violence game which is (laughs) yeah yeah i really like that um, so you churn, you you blast through these barricades that, if again, you can crash into them if, if you're not holding down X. But if you do these things, like, 
So if you churn at just the right second, you hear this like kind of squeaking sound, which means you got a perfect churn, and that gives you more points. Um, later, when you learn how to like fly, if you do a perfect churn wall in midair, you can get these rings that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. So there's all these like little tricks that you learn with just this one button yeah. to like you know kind of just nail every every beat on I love, the track. And I love that there's depth to like a simplicity of a of a control screen. Yeah, yeah. Really it's, cool. it's great. And what's also awesome is like because everything is set to the beat. If you, if you manage to execute everything in, like, this long sequence and stuff, like, not only do you build up a multiplier and stuff, but it's, like, everything makes this... There's these really smart sound cues. So everything generates a sound, and you kind of feel like you're adding to the music. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Oh, so yeah. it's, is it... Is the opposite true? Like, if you're doing really badly, is it, like, the Guitar Hero thing where, like, notes stop um, actually, playing or anything no. like that? Yeah. Like, it, it... I mean, unless you crash, in which case, like, it it's totally distracting and, yeah. like, <laughs> there's just metal everywhere because your space beetle, like, just shatters and, like, it's horrible. <laughs> um, but, no, like, if you... If you just do the bare minimum, which is just not crashing, like, you don't have to get any of the rings or the little, like, thumps on the track or whatever. Like, you can skip all of those things and the music will keep going and stuff, but... You both won't get the extra points, and you just won't get that like satisfaction of like kind of contributing and being a part of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really cool. Like yeah. I know that sounds weird to say about a rhythm game because of course a rhythm game you're, you know, ha- taking some part in the rhythm of the music or whatever. But like I don't know, with Thumper it just feels so much more like I don't want to say visceral because everyone uses <laughs> the V that. word. The V word. I but mean, it's just it's just. It sounds like rhythm almost takes a back seat, which is cool. Like, it's like, it, it clearly is a rhythm game, but, like, I, I actually had no idea on, like, and I played Thumper at, I think, E3 way mm-hmm. back and not in VR. I didn't even know any of that. Like, I had no idea there was that much complexity to yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's more like you're kind of creating this um, melody over the beat in a way. You know, so it's like it's really if cool. you if you um, thump before you I don't know how to like I'm <laughs> just making up terms. You, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if you thump before you like blast into these barricades, they'll like increase in pitch with each one you get, and they won't do that if you don't mm-hmm. hit that oh, beat wow. before it. So it's kind of like it just creates this sort of melody or beat or whatever alongside the music happening in the background. And it just it's so well synchronized and it just Which, feels really what? really great when you're doing well, but it also is super fun even if you're not doing well yeah i mean when what are so when you're thumping a crackhead like what is the like what is a boss battle mechanic then yeah so the boss battles are really cool um so the little the thumps i guess on the on the track they're usually optional like in the game but once you hit a boss um they turn green and so you have to get every single one and that's like while also like you know, managing churns and, like, whatever else they th- it throws at you and stuff. So you have to hit every green one, and then at the end there's, like, this glowing one, and you hit that, and it sh- sends out this shockwave, and it attacks the boss. And so bosses go down in about, like, four hits. Nice. But it just gets harder and harder, and, like, if you miss one, you have to loop through that sequence, but it's just, like, nothing counts, and you won't be able to attack at the end. And okay. so it brings you back to the beginning, and then you have to just try to get it perfect that time. So when Sounds you beat a cool. boss, you know that, like, you will always do the sequence perfectly to actually, like, defeat Oh, in order to beat the boss, you sort of need to come to grips with the mechanics. Yeah, and it's cool because, like, when when you miss, it makes you loop through, but it's a nice trade-off because, like, the repetition sort of helps you practice. Yeah, you're learning. Yeah, and so there there would be points where, like, there were just, like, so many sharp turns, and I would deliberately miss the first thump to kind of count the turns, and I would be like, okay, so it's going to be, like, left, left, right, right, left, right. And there would be, oh. like, three thumbs in between the first, you know. And I, I would go through it the first time, memorize that, and then be able to do it much easier. Does it affect your rating if you have to do two loops? It does, yeah. Okay, that makes because sense. Because if, if you do the first sequence perfectly, then you get, like, this extra 
um, thump at the end. <laughs> Classic <laughs> thumps. So extra points. Yep. Vacuum sounds awesome. Uh, Russia Blood less so. Yeah. What do you think about the headset itself? Like, what do you think about PSVR? Um, I'm actually really surprised because the first time I used the PSVR, I didn't have a very good experience. I got really motion sick playing uh, a different game, which is kind of like a first-person game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's because both of these games are on rails, so I didn't experience that, you know, like walking around in first person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have a Vive, and I, I never experienced that. So I don't know. So for a while, I thought the PSVR, like, the so- you know, the software wasn't very good. Like, I... Yeah. I just didn't know what to think, but the headset itself is like actually very comfortable. Like yeah. I had, I the, the games ran very well. I never had any problems, except a couple times when I was playing Russia Blood, the camera did like wonk out, and like my arm, my character's arms are like going all over the place. <laughs> oh, you didn't realize you yeah. were just so into it. That was your arms. Yeah. It's part <laughs> of the horror. <laughs> shoot all the clowns. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it the the headset is so comfortable. Yeah. Like I'm really surprised. Like yeah. it's. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that that's me. But. No, no, that's no, not, I no, mean, no. Not all, I mean, yeah. and that's what I keep saying as someone with glasses, it's by far the most comfortable uh, oh, cool. VR headset for for me because yeah. it feels like I can wear Oculus and Vive, but it does feel like it's just applying pressure to my face, yeah. whereas the sort of the space that PSVR creates gives you and, more than enough space. And for the us. adjustability. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think like the fact that you have the adjuster on like the eye part and on the back part is yeah. actually super helpful rather than just like a band to tighten or whatever. Yeah, like the Vive, like it hurts the back of my yeah. head yes, when same. I wear it. For, I mean, yeah, for PSVR does feel time. like, not to sound pejorative, but in every sense of the word, like my first VR. Yeah. It's the easiest yeah. to set up. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that you probably already is have a PS4. It's the easiest to set up. I don't know. Is it? I feel like I had a better time setting up my Vive. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh. That's the opposite. I mean, that that's like why? Because, like, Jared's almost said the opposite. Like, he felt like it was almost plug-and-play. Yeah. I mean, it just it, – it's just so many cables. And, like, oh, the cables yeah. are so thick. and like Oh, it is, like, physically a pain to – yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very it's very straightforward. You know, like, everything's labeled. Like, all the cords are labeled and stuff. It just was just so – it made a mess in my living yeah, room. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, um, I think we're a couple of years away from clean VR in terms of, like, yeah. wireless v- VR. Yeah. Or, you know. I mean, the, the PSVR is definitely easier – if you're really into cable management and you want to have like a super clean home entertainment system to kind of like to set that up along yeah. with all the things you already have, whereas the Vive, like you have to have those sensors and then people come over to your house and they think you're like, like monitoring the yeah. cameras yeah. on there or something, which is weird. But monitoring all of our conversations. Yes. Um, just a real quick question for both games: uh, Did you play standing or sitting? Uh, both. I played sitting. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, those are yeah. both sitters. Why would I, like F, those why are I stand on a roller coaster? <laughs> I like to do that as, as a, a protest. <laughs> Damn the man, I'm going to stand in every roller coaster. Uh, cool. Are awesome. you reviewing any of the uh, Wave 2 games? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't, well, what are some of those? I don't know. Any of the other games I launched. Res. You know who would know? <laughs> Our next guest. Andrew is. likes doing good teases for who the next guest is. <laughs> I really want to go back and listen to this to see what mine was. Well, yours was it was him, it was Undertale him thing, accusing you of being the world's biggest Undertale fan. So I said the world's biggest Undertale fan. No, I said you're really good at Souls games and that your last name is a synonym for cool. Oh, thank you. Old <laughs> Brenda Chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brenda Chili is great at Souls games. Uh, our next guest, not great at Souls games. The Souls game he, Brenda Chili is good at is oh, Soul Sacrifice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, he's, he's very tall. And he runs our reviews. You know what he's not a fan of? Souls games. That's what I said. That was the first oh, really? thing I said. Was it? Literally it the was. first oh, thing I was. Oh, I was so stoked to make that joke. I'm going to go give him this. Okay, okay. cool. No, no please okay, don't. 
Please burn that to the okay. ground. All right, and we are back with our final British Bake Off contestant. Yes, I've, I've been giving people intros uh, based on the way the British Bake Off introduces the star baker at the end of okay. every episode. Are you, are you a big British Bake Off fan? I am, I'm a huge fan of British bacon. British bacon. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Mm, it that does. does sound good. Uh, executive editor of Reviews, Dan Stapleton, who reviewed uh, a couple of the games as well as the hardware itself. Uh, start with the games. One of the big ones, obviously, is Arkham VR. Well, even even bigger than than that is uh, is PlayStation Archives uh, Arcade. God, but, God, God, why did this Jared. happen? <laughs> and, and here you're, you're the last person that gives. And here Jared has written ha 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 ha. Oh, he's so, the joker. Wait, this is a tie into the joke. <laughs> no, I have I have literally no idea what that is. <laughs> the worst great Jared like is a podcast terrorist. <laughs> uh, uh, he's just trying to get on the no fly list. <laughs> Batman. Arkham VR. Yeah. Yes. Is it cool? It, it, is, it is cool, especially the first time through. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's using all the, the uh, Rock City Batman assets. Mm-hmm. You yep. get in there and, like, you see them from a whole different perspective, uh, which, like, you know, I, I keep telling people that, you know, over and over, it's like you don't understand what this stuff is until you actually see it, mm-hmm. like how, yeah. how big a difference it makes. All these characters look super small on the screen, and then they're huge and, like, in your face. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a whole different way of looking at it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a detective story. It's not, uh, and, you know, I won't spoil what it's actually about because that's kind of a shock. And then... Is that what it's, without spoiling it, is that what it's actually about? That's not like a, that's what it's about? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, because we played two scenes at E3. Yeah. Without going to the narrative now. spoiler one. Yeah. We, like, the, the first one's literally just putting your cowl on. And, and I think that was right. the thing that actually sold me on it because it's basically like, like one of the things we keep asking people is, could this work not in VR? And I feel like for Batman, you absolutely need the VR because it, it does feel like you are Batman, like in that moment, as stupid and cliche as that sounds. I mean, yeah, it's like you, you get the sensation of like, oh, I get to I get to grab the helmet and put it on and you know put yeah. my hands in these things. I don't I don't really believe that's how Batman puts on gloves. Weird and gauntlets. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I certainly don't think that he puts on his his suit by grabbing the uh, the bat signal, which is blue for some reason, <laughs> and putting it on him. Uh, but you know, it's it's yeah, the closest thing that that most of us will ever experience is suiting up, except mm-hmm. those of us who are really good at cosplay. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so. <laughs> Hi, the yeah. three of us love to do our Batman cosplay every weekend. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's very good at that. Uh, I I didn't feel like Batman in the way I moved at all because mm-hmm. I mean, for one thing, you are uh, you know just teleporting around like you do in most VR games uh, yeah. that aren't that aren't room scale on the Vive. Um, so it's it's. You're, you don't get. I didn't get the physical side of being Batman, especially the Rocksteady Batman, which is very much you're a giant tank, but you're also mobile and flipping over dudes and flying through the air, right? And, and you know, punching them a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas in this, like, you get close enough to a few people to punch them, but your hand passes through them un, unnoticed. You're a good ghost. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler to say at one at one point there's somebody dangling upside down. Uh, you know, and, and That's typical Batman. Batman. Yeah, typical yeah. Batman style. Uh, he's angling upside down, and he's like right there in front of you, like a punching bag, and you just uh, can't get. <laughs> That's w- it's weird that they would, because that was the thing I found interesting about it. Like in the demo, was that everything it felt really smart with the way you could and couldn't tell what you could interact with. Right. Like it, it was like obviously I'm not going to be able to open that door or something like that. Right? Uh, did you feel like? Can you just go over basically? Like, what are the basic controls of this for someone who hasn't seen it? So, I mean, it, it is the basic controls are your hands, right? Because you're you're, you're using two move controllers. Uh, the main interactions are like there's that that early section where you start in you know right after you start in Wayne Manor, you're in the Batcave, 
Uh, there's just a bunch of stuff laid out in front of you you can mess with. Um, there's, you know, batarangs. There's things like, well, actually, the, the batarang is on your belt. And yeah. so also are the grapnel gun and the scanner, the, like, mm-hmm. the evidence scanner. Um, and th- that's actually one of my favorite parts about it is the interface for, for your equipment because you've got those things at your at your belt. Like you look down, you see your, you know, you don't see you. You see your belt floating there yeah. and you see your, your, uh, your gadgets. And you can just grab those. Uh, by you know reaching down with the move controller and squeezing the control the uh, the trigger and that's the same as grabbing super something. intuitive yep. yeah right so it, it feels just like hey I, I just grabbed this this grapnel yeah. gun and then you point it at Alfred's face and shoot it a bunch of times and <laughs> no, yeah. um, that was when I realized I'd be really bad at being Batman during the demo because I kept. Be, having to like look at my belt and be like, oh, which side was the grappling? <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be really bad in the moment fighting a guy. No, by, by the end of the by the end of this thing, it's, it's only like ninety minutes. Uh, yep. By the end of it, I was you know I was you know it's like oh I need the grapnel gun. That's my right. Yeah, hand. yeah, yeah. Um, I really I really like that actually. Like it, yeah. it's like the VR version of how uh, all like the menus in Dead Space existed in the world. Exactly, and health existed in the world and yep. everything. And I find that really cool. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few cool ideas for that that kind of thing in VR games. Um, like there, there are games where if you switch your weapon, you reach behind your back. Like oh, that's cool. Yeah, that that's like that. um, there's there was one. Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, I forgot. But anyway, it's, it's got a it's got a button you push on one controller, and like uh, your inventory pops up above it, and you can just grab pluck things out of there. That's there, really, there yeah. are a bunch of a bunch of really cool things. Um, I like that people, people are having fun with it like that yeah. because there's not really because there's no standard. rules. Yeah, you it's all experiment. It out. Yeah. Experimentation is is kind of what most of these early games are about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so the the thing that that uh, I really liked about uh, about Arkham VR is the detective work. Um, you know, it's it's the same mechanics as Arkham Knight for you know rewinding a scene mm-hmm. or uh, and that, that one that one was more or less the same except it was nice to be able to to kind of move around you know jump from point to point and see it yep. from different angles. Yeah. Um, the the best part of it though is like sk- using the scanner to search bodies for and just like in Arkham Knight they've got the two layer scanner it's like oh look for look for you know broken bones and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but actually doing that with the move controller when you've got a, a a body in front of you. Yeah. You're looking. You're trying to figure that. Like that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Like and it, it feels so cool watching like the um, the, the. It's why I like about Arkham Knight. Also, actually, is figuring out like the physics side of it of figuring out like well, where would this thing have landed or where would this thing have like been thrown out of a windshield and, right. and gone. It's kind of like that in that you're like okay, like where would I have to look for like someone to have attacked or like what right. angle would this have come from or whatever. That stuff's super fun and super smart. And there's not there's not a ton of it. There are a couple scenes of it. Uh, because this is not a very long game. Yeah, it seems yeah. like 90 minutes there's not a ton of anything. Right. But uh, but what's there is, is neat. Mm-hmm. Cool. Really cool. Yeah. So that's uh, – what did you end up giving it? I gave it a 7.2. 7.2. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that is because it's not very replayable. Um, once you've been through it once, it's kind of a chore to get to the thing you want to get. It. Yeah. And you, you, do get to, you do get to skip ahead and replay specific scenes if you mm-hmm. want. But most of the time I was just kind of, you know, tapping my toe going through the motions – um, like I, I started playing on a new PlayStation where I didn't have my save. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. let's get yeah. through this. Yeah. Um, so unlike uh, we've talked about Super Hypercube, Until Dawn, and Thumper, this is a stand-up game, right? Yes. A standing game. And you, you, you could play it sitting down if you really wanted to, but you turn, you turn around, you turn, you know, not 360 degrees, obviously, because, yeah. because uh, it's, a, it's a game that tracks your, your hands, so yeah. you can't turn and have your back facing the camera, yeah. basically. Um, you can't. It doesn't. doesn't <laughs> yeah, we just not be playing the game anymore. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it's 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 best place standing because nice. Batman Batman tends to stand. So yeah, he's not called Sit Man. Yeah, I love those Batman adventures where he's just sitting on the ground <laughs> pointing <laughs> at the back. Yeah, there's so many things where he's always on that computer. And Alfred's like, you need to get up. Yeah. No. <laughs> I guess you do start sitting at the piano. 
So, yeah, yeah. There sitting you go. simulator. So make sure you have a piano bench handy when you play this if you want a <laughs> true immersive experience. Uh, so uh, apart from Batman, you also reviewed uh, – was it, is it called PlayStation Worlds? PlayStation VR Worlds. PlayStation yes. VR Worlds. It's what kind of that? a compilation. It is yeah. a compilation of five different things, four of which are games. One of one is a, a, a passive experience in which you are dunked into the ocean uh, several hundred feet uh, and, uh, and encounter various wildlife that you get to look at. Is it uh, so? This is the thing a lot of people have kind of gotten spooked by because there's a is this a spoiler to say what the wildlife is. I mean, it's I don't a thing. Think so yeah, it's, it's a yeah, shark. There's a shark in there. <laughs> is it's, it like? Is it scary? I, I mean, yeah, it'll make you flinch. Yeah, like you you have a deep instinctual desire not to be eaten by a shark. Sure. And this thing tries to fool your brain into thinking you're yeah. about to be eaten by a shark. So and it does a pretty good job. So like is it like that. jump scares or is it like a, you feel like you're being stalked? Both. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can you can see it coming if you know where to look. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a pretty realistic rendition of a great white shark. Yeah, it's VR has like it sounds super hy- hyperbolic, and, and I want to take it back a little bit, but like it almost is doing that thing that like those early Lumiere Brothers films where it's like here's a train coming towards the screen and people are screaming right, and running yeah. out of the theaters where it's like obviously you're in your living room a shark's not going to eat you, <laughs> but you're still like ah that shark's going to eat me. Well, no, it's it's, a, it's an instinctive yeah. Level, yeah. level thing. Like if something is coming at your face in VR, you will like if, unless you're like braced and you know what's happening, you will instinctively try and get out of the way. Do you think that's a reflex that will? develop that we won't like I in the same not. way a train coming at the screen I'm not scared in a movie when a train's coming at the screen but I like, am I run out of the theater <laughs> screaming <laughs> no, I, I hope not because yeah. then I would be trained to not get out of the way of a rock hurling in my face yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is VR I'll be <laughs> right. fine no, I, it's, it's you know human the, nature yeah yeah I mean the, the distinction between between this and reality is much less than than like looking at a uh, looking at a world through a little window sure yeah yeah and in the same way i guess it's not like we don't jump during horror movies it's yeah. like, well you know you're not gonna get murdered well, probably won't get murdered there's a good <laughs> chance you're not gonna get murdered yeah. uh is it uh for the shark specifically is it randomized or like if you replayed this would no it just... it's exactly the same okay. okay uh it's a it's a scripted thing and the, and like you know you play this in the way you play a movie yeah so it's not it's not uh it's not going to be any different uh so again, it's it's something that's not repeatable at all, uh, but you know it it, it is cool. And I feel like it it's is, a good it's, thing to show someone who doesn't play games. Exactly. Like, yeah, grandma came over. Let's show her the shark thing. You're yeah. scared. No, not grandma. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> uh, the the only thing to do after you've you've run through it once is uh, like there there are a couple of modes where it's like oh you can just go down again with no, no the kind of radio chatter in your ear. There's kind of some weird drama going on there. Um, oh. About about the the thing that you find at, at the bottom oh. of the ocean. So there's kind of a story mystery. There's, there's a little story. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, it doesn't really amount to anything. Sure. It's but. another shark. <laughs> 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 um, so you can play it without that. I think I think I didn't actually go all the way down again because I was yeah. like I'm kind of over this. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think there's no shark that time. It's just a sightseeing. Tra- no, <laughs> sightseeing no shark time. mode. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can also just kind of sit there. Uh, at the top without ever going down and just you're sitting in a, a coral reef, basically. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, seems like a, a pretty neat thing to do. It's, a, it's like a relaxing, meditative yeah. thing, except the shark cage is still there around. Oh, <laughs> you can't just, like, rem- please remove shark cage? So yeah, I can, that's, yeah. Like, I, that's what I wanted to do. It's like, I, yeah, I would, I would kind of hang out there to, to chill out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have these awesome bars in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
that's the that's the <coughs> non-game uh, yeah. portion. How are the gamey ones? The gamey parts, like this this thing, actually contains the London heist, yeah. which is yep. something that you know I had heard about and was mm-hmm. looking forward to playing. And like I looked on their release list, and it's like, oh, PlayStation World's VR. What's that? I don't even know. But so I, it kind of blows my mind that they hid the London heist behind. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation was it World's just not VR. enough? I mean, are these things really short? Yes, okay. all, all yeah. of them are short. Uh, it, like it's a forty dollar thing. Yeah. Uh, so it feels a lot like they kind of packaged a bunch of throwaway things onto one interest, one or two interesting yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, those are literally the trade show demos. Like, yep. everything in there is the stuff that we... Like, most of us, the first time we played PSVR, it was London the Heist, yeah. or it was, like, most of the stuff that's right. in here. I, mean, so I played the shark thing when it was just... It was still Morpheus. It wasn't right. even yeah. PSVR, yeah. And that's why it's so crazy that, uh, like, there is a demo disc included with PSVR. But it's but just a very limited demo literal disc. demos, yeah. yeah. Like, when, I, when they were doing this stuff... This is what I expected the demo disc to be. Like right. this feels like it would have been a really smart pack-in. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the London Heist would make a, a very good demo because uh, it it not only shows like that you know the one of the main VR mechanics that's that's come out is like a shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. You've got you've got your two move controllers. I'm pretty sure you can also play it with a with a uh, with a dual shock, but I didn't actually try that. But um, but you've got your two move controllers and you're pulling triggers to fire guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is you know it's it's got two or three sequences of of you know, just kind of arcadey shooting. It's a lot like a light gun game, really. Yeah. Um, but it's it's dressed up. One of the nice things about it, though, is you have to reload by grabbing a clip, or sorry, a magazine. Yeah. In one hand, and then popping it into the bottom of That's the gun. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. Um, it it doesn't keep track for you of how many bullets you have left. Uh, no. So so you just have to you know keep shooting until you hear a click and then grab one or <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lebowski reference yes yeah. I know uh, <laughs> or uh, or I mean, you could count the number of times yeah. you're firing. Uh, what I ended up doing most of the time was just holding a clip in my left hand as I fired with my right. And then right. waiting oh, for it to be. Yeah, and then yeah. boop. Yeah. Um, it's and, like when you do a heist in real life. It's kind yeah, of your, just your like, demo. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. call them all left-hand magazine heist. Stapleton. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, there's, there's the first one. You're just shooting your way out of, out of this heist gone wrong after you do – uh, a, a little, little bit of the kind of puzzle solving that you see in in Batman at the beginning, basically. Um, you know, you're just combining objects, you know, manipulating things to try and open a safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do that, and then the alarm's tripped, so you got to fight your way out. And then uh, cut to you and your accomplice driving away, mm-hmm. uh, and you're you know shooting at the at the window of your, of your car. Uh, you can shoot him in the head and it doesn't do anything. This goes right through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, I uh, go on everything. You're like, how can I hurt my friend? In oh this yeah, game? oh yeah. No, I, mean, I do that in games a lot too, though. Right. Like even in non VR games. Yeah, like, right. No, yeah. and and this one, like the, the intro is just uh, you kind of sitting in a in a in a pub and having these gangsters explain some heist stuff to mm-hmm. you, um, and you've got a cigarette lighter and a phone and some other gadgets. And a, and a cigar, you can like light your cigar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then somebody else wants you to light their cigar. But I was just taking that lighter, and I like took the phone. And I was trying to burn the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing like, if I could create a Molotov cocktail. I was I was trying to burn my hand. <laughs> uh, as soon as somebody got close enough, I tried to burn his face. Yeah. So it, you know, not, none of that actually worked, but it was it was fun. Yeah. So don't go uh, to the pub with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined I'm, my phone and burned me, and then yourself. <laughs> I'm a pyro drunk. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, but like the thing that really dresses this thing up uh, is that these the guys you're talking to are they're really well acted and animated. Mm-hmm. Like it looks better than Batman. Yeah, uh, these mm-hmm. character models uh, because they've been they've been built from the ground up to be viewed with you know from VR. Yeah, um, I guess they're, they're probably more comparable to 
uh, Joe Chill in the beginning of Batman. Sure. Like oh, that, wow, yeah. that, that level of detail and expressiveness. Yeah. Uh, and they're really well acted. The writing's good. Um, sort of like Guy Ritchie-esque. Right, very mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie-esque. Uh, and, you know, it's, just, it's fun to watch that play out. Again, mm-hmm. it's something you probably wouldn't want to do over and over totally. again. Uh, what you do want to do over again, over and over again, like this is one of the rare games here that actually has some replayability because it's got shooting ranges. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, so there are three different shooting ranges, uh, and they've got, you know, diff- like one of them's just like, okay, straight up shooting range with targets popping up, and there are friendly targets in there which aren't in the mm-hmm. actual game. Uh, so it's, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, involved in, mm-hmm. in that you have to show some restraint. Yeah. Um, and then there's one, there's one where there's like a, a track uh, going, going by in front of you and uh, paint cans going by on the track, and then you have to shoot the, the paint cans at the right time so they fall into the appropriately colored, colored barrels. Oh, nice. All the while there's you know, other things going on that you have to shoot as well. Yeah. So that, and, and then there's one where it's, it's dark and then lights will come on in specific places where, uh, <clears throat> where targets are. So there are different gimmicks to it and you know, leaderboards. Yeah. So, yeah. I would totally play an entire game that was like that, like Point Blank. Which was an old light gun arcade game that was just a ton of different like small mini games that were light gun based. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the, this one is not. <laughs> this one. All right. Uh, so yeah, the 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 uh, the London heist is my favorite part of that. Okay. It, it But it can't quite carry everything. I can't. I can't like super recommend this game. This uh, this you know disc or no not, not disc what am but, i saying yeah package thing, thing, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. uh if, if it were by itself i would totally recommend it yeah. but yeah 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 forty dollars is for, and forty dollars is on the highest end of uh at least the psvr launch games right? uh battle zone is 60 oh wow oh wow i didn't really thought yeah um and our, we're still working on the review of that yeah um vince is, is working on that he, he didn't he doesn't really care for the single player very much because it's it's a little bit uh light and mm-hmm. weightless uh, and the AI is not very good, but we're waiting for the multiplayer service to come yeah. on, and he's hopeful that the that the multiplayer will be cool. That'd be cool. Nice. Yeah, and so, yeah, I mentioned before how we reviewed sort of wave one of right. the VR games, and then now we're getting wave two, which is going to be stuff like Res and uh, yeah. Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes, yep. stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the other the other things in this package oh, yeah. are going to get to the, the, the less... Less interesting ones. <laughs> so the first two we talked about were pretty cool. Yeah, right? that was yeah. awesome. Right. Um, so then there's Luge VR. Oh, I thought that, yeah. <laughs> Which, it's your, your illusion. Yeah, illusion. <laughs> so when I played it, I, it's an they, illusion laid illusion. Me down, <laughs> they laid me down on like a bed. Yeah, I, I tried that yeah. uh, just lying on the floor. Um, it didn't seem to add much to it, so I just played, you know, sitting cross-legged on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I mean, among other things, I was disappointed by kind of the lack of sensation of speed. Like yeah. you're going, you're, you get a sensation of movement, definitely. And you're going fast, but it's it's saying you're going over 100 miles an hour. It's like totally this doesn't, doesn't feel like like, yeah. even, like even you're you're like super low to the ground because you're supposedly lying on the ground yeah. looking down, um, and it it just like whenever you get close to the ground, like the sensation sensation of speed gets greater, mm-hmm. right? Because the ground around you is is moving faster relative to where you are. So uh, I was disappointed by the lack of sense of speed, and it's. It's just not a very interesting game. You're con- you're controlling it just by looking right and left, so like that's your only control. Is that you turning a little bit? Is that yeah. what? Um, and then the, you know, there's just obstacles you avoid. Yeah, and you lose speed if you like if you hit an oncoming truck, uh, you lose a little bit of speed. Yeah, <laughs> just like real life. <laughs> just like real life. Just yeah. Like real life. Uh, so it's it's um, not a very interesting game. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, then we've got uh, one that is kind of kind of good. It's a, a 3D you know, VR version of Pong, basically. Okay. So you're you're uh, it's called Death Ball. So you you are you know standing on one end, the, your opponent's on the other end, 
uh, and the ball is bouncing back and forth, and it, and it works because you've got stereoscop- stereoscopic 3D. Uh, yeah. So you can you can uh, to tell you can tell exactly where this thing is most oh, of the wow. time. Um, and are you, you running back and forth? Or no, you... no, you're, you're standing there, and um, you control your paddle by looking, uh, which actually works really well. It's oh, very wow. precise. Yeah, interesting. Um, and the the like this one would be really cool if it had multiplayer. Yeah, but again, it's just it's just um, leaderboards. Yeah, like you can you can uh, there's a mode where it's just like okay, hit this this quadrant of the back, and then this one, then this one, and you get you know rack up points. That's not that interesting. Sure. Yeah. Um, or it is, maybe it's interesting first couple times, but right. it's like eventually you want like, yeah. hey, come over and play VR. We'll yeah, it's take like I'm, turns. I'm practicing. I'm practicing this this skill to to you know nail this thing right on, and then I've got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Because because the AI is not very good. Yeah. Like it's you know it's it's okay the first couple times I played it because I was just learning how this works. You know you can you can. Like if you time your head movement for like when the thing's about to hit your paddle, you can put a little English on it and spin it, yeah, uh, and you know shoot a curveball at them, and that almost always kills the AI. Yeah. Um, and there are a bunch of um, there are a bunch of AI uh, opponents that each have a unique ability. Uh, so you know going through them was a little bit of fun, but like it only took me two or three tries to get through them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know once you do, it's like well that I guess that's over. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Eight of the forty dollars of the package, or <laughs> yeah. I guess nine of the forty dollars. Yeah. And uh, okay, and the last one is called uh, Scavengers Odyssey. Okay. Uh, and it is a uh, <laughs> if it, if it were on you know a console or a PC, it would it would be a very very generic uh, first person shooter uh, sci fi in where you're where you are uh, piloting a mech. Okay. So that's how they get around you know get around the idea that oh why aren't I moving my legs. It's because you're in a mech and you you know they're yeah. just driving this vehicle like you would a tank. So you're playing that with the dual shock. Uh, it's just got um, you know kind of this this generic sci-fi mysticism plot. It, it's got um, excuse me. Yeah, no <laughs> I'm I'm delightful to listen to. <laughs> I get really worked up when I talk Sorry, about mechs. He was as well. he was eating pumpkin bread. Yeah, for, I ate the pumpkin first, <laughs> for the first section of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, so and it's got just two weapons. Yeah. Uh, it's got. Um, you know, the enemy variety is just, like, these little bugs that crawl toward you and you mow them down with your machine gun or a slightly bigger bug that, like, spits at you or the final boss mm-hmm. or a turret. Um, and it's it's over in, like, less than two hours. Um, the, the, thing, the only thing I like about it, really, is that uh, it's one of those things where you, you can uh, you can launch your, your mech, you know, jump, basically, mm-hmm. but it's not just, like, push a button and jump. It's, like, uh, you push a button and uh, it plots out where you're going to land. Yeah, so you see oh. you see where you're gonna land. So you can do that, but then when you're midair, you can do it again. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, so that, I was I was enjoying that double jump. Yeah, uh, but that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> come for and, the double jump. Don't stay for anything else. Right, and <laughs> and you know again zero replayability. Yeah, yeah, those are weird. Those are weird things to include. Like the shark thing totally sounds like something I would yeah like show my friend who's coming over or whatever. And I think I, honestly same thing with London. Like those two feel like good fits. The other three are very strange to include in a, yeah. in what is theoretically like if you buy that bundle that is the first collection that you have. So like that's most people's well, first yeah, VR experience. Because it comes experience. with the $500 version. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people like their one of their first VR experiences will be one of these five things. This will be so that's, VR's Wii Sports but not. Yeah. And it's yeah. like if you start if your very first thing in VR ever is Scavenger's Odyssey like that doesn't seem like a really good way to sell the platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's, I mean, it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's just not it's not inspiring. Sure. Yeah. And so what did you end up giving the collection? Give it a six. Give it a six. Fair. Um, 
so I guess fine. Let's move on. That's the last thing we've asked everybody, and you're probably the, the best one we can speak to this, just because you reviewed it. The hardware itself. Uh, it's pretty good. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I you know reviewed both the Oculus Rift and the and the HTC Vive. <coughs> HTC Vive. Yeah. Um, and this one is, uh, you know, not as good as those mm-hmm. be- because it's you know cheaper. Yeah. You know, it's and uh, but it is surprisingly competent. Mm-hmm. Like it's better than I expected it to be. And it's more comfortable. Yeah. Even, even though it's heavier, it's it it is more comfortable to wear uh, because it's not it's not uh, like it's not like scuba goggles or a mask where where it's you know strapped onto your head and pulled tight against your face like that. Uh, it rests on the on the crown of your head on it with a you know the kind of hard plastic uh, crown, and mm-hmm. then <clears throat> the uh, the actual screen is uh, you know it it slides over your eyes. Uh, which makes it, which you know, it's much less pressure applied to your face, so you don't get VR face later. Yeah, weird raccoon eyes. Yeah, it has that nice like padding against it too. Yeah, right. Which yeah. I like, except that I really like how it how it wraps around your nose. It's got this split flap in the middle uh, that wraps around your nose and blocks out light better than the Vive or the uh, the Oculus. Um, those I can always kind of look down and see uh, stuff around my nose. Yeah, and I stop I stop noticing it when I'm playing sure. a game after a while, but. Uh, it's it's nice that this completely blocks it out, mm-hmm. um, and you can slide it away from your eyes in order to uh, in order to look around if you want to without taking the whole headset off. Cool. Um, but yeah, the screen quality is surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lower resolution than, <coughs> than the Vive and the uh, Oculus. I believe uh, the Oculus and Vive are uh, twenty one sixty by by twelve hundred combined resolution. It's uh, it's uh, they, they each have two screens, one for each eye. Yeah. Uh, whereas the uh, whereas the PSVR is uh, just 1080p. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a dramatically higher resolution, but it is noticeable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, is it one of those noticeable as in it's noticeable if you go from one to the other? Like. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not going to look at the at either at any of them and say, "Wow, this is amazingly high resolution." Sure, yeah. Um, but it it does make a, a significant difference mm-hmm. in the amount of detail you see. Yeah. Um, one place where the PSVR screen is better is the screen door effect. And what that means is the, the lines between a pixel. Like if you put your phone up to your face, if you, if you don't have like a super high resolution yeah. phone, uh, you can see the lines between the pixels. It's like, it's like if you were looking through a screen door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony did a really good job of minimizing that. Nice. Uh, so that alone makes text much more readable than it was on the Oculus Rift uh, <clears throat> DK2 development kit 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was very happy about that because nice. that was my one of my big concerns is like oh am I going to be able to read stuff in like yeah, in, in yeah. Valkyrie or Job Simulator mm-hmm. uh, and that didn't turn out to be a problem at all uh, the one place where it's disappointing and it's and that's a pretty big area you know kind of a pillar of VR is the motion tracking mm-hmm. yeah. um, because it uses the PSVR camera or the the PlayStation camera rather uh, instead of you know dedicated IR sensors like the Oculus or um, or the uh, the Vive's lighthouse mm-hmm. laser uh, IR thing, which is crazy technology. It's magical. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, th- those you place in opposite corners of the room, and it covers your entire yeah. room, basically. It creates like a giant cube that you can walk around in. Right. Um, so this is just one point of view, uh, and uh, it's – which the Oculus also has, but it doesn't – the Oculus doesn't yet have its most dragon controller, so it's hard to compare that. Um, but it's just one point of view, which means uh, – not only is it is it a very narrow area, so you you know you can stand still, but if you move a lot uh, or significantly <laughs> anyway, uh, you're going to hit the limits of it yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Like playing Job Simulator, there are like you know 
counters are all around you or you know at least in front of you like 180 degrees mm-hmm. um and you can reach out and mess with stuff but i was you know pretty pretty frequently running into things like i'd reach down to open a drawer and my hand would stop before it got there my hand kept moving but my you know what yeah. i saw is my hand stopped moving which is disorienting <clears throat> um i had a few in- instances where tracking just got messed up uh and like i don't i still don't know why um like i i used it at home in in that in that same spot later and it was fine yeah chloe was mentioning the same thing with until dawn where there's a couple times the character just wigged out and she had no idea why yeah and it's the i think the two things in your review that struck me as uh that they would break the immersion are the obvious example of if you turn your back to the camera then it doesn't know where you are and you can't interact with anything well it knows where you are because because the headset still has some lights on the back but not where you're <clears throat> right it doesn't are, if yeah. you're if your body is between the camera and your hands uh it doesn't know where your hands are that's really interesting and then also kind of what you were just talking about that if you drop something it, like like in the game obviously if you drop the controller you can't play either but in the game <laughs> if you if you drop something it just sort of teleports back to you because it knows you can't pick it up right you, it doesn't cover the floor like the, the yeah. viewing ang- angle of the camera is not wide enough. oh yeah yeah uh, so that's really interesting yeah. because like in job simulator on like vibe for example if you drop a coffee cup you can bend down and pick it up yep. and and like honestly that sounds like such a stupid thing but that really is an immersive moment mm-hmm. or even in um like budget cuts, uh, there's like you have to go through a hatch on the floor. Budget at one cuts point, is the one I was trying to think oh, of earlier yeah, with the yeah. inventory. Yeah, yeah and, and that's like a really funny one because like you, you physically want to climb through the floor and you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like and like little things like that are really funny and and they kind of sell. That's like what sold me on VR are moments like that. And I feel like watching those, people try and put their heads through the floor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like those really fine moments uh, are, are missing from PSVR, which as like a, at a platform level is a really that's a hard thing to work around. Yeah, I mean, having used the Vive, uh, it, it's disappointing. I wonder how much, how disappointing it would be not having used the Vive. Yes, yeah. totally. Um, so that might be if you just have a PS4 and don't have a gaming PC, like maybe it's one of those you things. You don't know like, any better. You don't know any better. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, if you don't have a Blu-ray player, DVDs look fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the example I used in the review is if, like, you'll never have an experience in this where a monster pops up behind you and you turn around and shoot it because if you turn 180 degrees... Uh, it doesn't know where your gun hand is. Yeah, that's huh. a bummer. Yeah, whereas Vive, you know, that's that's a really fun thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do think like it, considering uh, the price and considering that it will just work. Like if you have a PS4, this works. Mm. Um, it, it seems like they did a good job. Like it seems like considering the limitations, I'm like when I was reading your review, having used it especially, but not really for any great length. Like I think the longest I've ever used it uninterrupted was 20 minutes. Uh, so reading a review, reading your review, I'm sort of happy to hear that this is especially if you've never used Vive or anything. It sounds like a great first VR experience for people. Yeah, and it, 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 it is does a, sound like my first VR. Like not in a bad way. Like just yeah. in a. That's kind of what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the places they messed up a little bit there is in the ease of setup. Setup, mm-hmm. um, whereas <clears throat> the uh, the Oculus is really good at that. Yeah, the, the Oculus you plug in a couple of USB cables and a HDMI cable and you're off. Uh, this one has its own breakout box, which is which requires its own power. Yeah, which uh, you know there are six cables that plug into that breakout box. Wow, it makes yeah. it makes a big mess. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
So, you know, it, if uh, if your wife likes to have a tidy living room, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, be prepared to, you know, unhook it every time you yeah. use it, every, you know, after every time, because you, you can't really hide this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of cables. Yep. And I, uh, you and I were talking about that in the FAQ they put up on Sony's site. Uh, just for 3D audio, you also need wired headphones, which yep. is like... Not that big of a deal, but it's yet another wire that yeah. you need to have going into this thing. Yeah, and it, it annoyed me the placement of the of the headphone jack on this thing, uh, which is on the inline remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it just immediately tangles the cord. Like the moment you take off the the headphones, if you're using earbuds, yeah. uh, the moment you take those off for any reason and come back, you have to untangle the headphone from, <laughs> yeah. the, from the headset care, uh, thing. Where, yeah. Whereas the Vive, the the uh, the headphone jack is like on the top of your head, actually. Yeah. Huh. The Matrix. <laughs> That was in their necks. And, yeah. and, and the Oculus has built-in headphones. Yeah. Which I actually, yeah. I actually really like that. Those are pretty good. Yep. It's surprisingly good for things that are built-in. I'm a little worried, like, when they, if one of them busts, like, do I need a new headset? Uh, you can replace that, that piece. Like, you can pop those My off. worries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's not, like, super cheap. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like, well, the whole thing. Uh, worry number two, what if I die alone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the no going to complain about the fact that well, you have a bunch of Yeah, cables. my tidy cables. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. cool. So I guess just uh, final thoughts. What, what did you score the uh, PSVR? I gave it an 8.5. Great point five? Yes. Great point mediocre? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's how it works. Yeah, yep. that's exactly yeah. how it works. Um, no, I, like, I, I, I do recommend it if you are interested in VR. Yeah. Like, this is... This is a much more affordable way to, to go about it than, than the PC version yeah. and much more capable than uh, the phone versions. Yeah, especially if you already have a PS4, obviously. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. And then, yeah, we can expect in the coming weeks, slash, I guess, rest of the year, we're going to be reviewing a lot of PSVR games from launch games to sort of the add-on experiences like uh, the Rise of the Tomb Raider PSVR yep. stuff. And Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and a, a bunch of uh, you know Vive experiences being ported over. Yeah, Oculus yeah. experiences like um, I mean, Job Simulator has been out on Vive forever. Yeah, it's, it's out now. Uh, Eve Valkyrie was a was a launch game for the Oculus. Right. It's coming soon. Um, Is Rigs this year? Rigs, yes. Yeah, I don't like Rigs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually did, we actually just got that. So. Oh, John Riggs. <laughs> Shout out to John Riggs. Uh, <laughs> but all that really matters is Res, which I'm very excited for. Well, awesome. Uh, Thanks, cool. Dan. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, yes, read Dan's review. Uh, Z. Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess the, the hardware and the games. Uh, cool. Thank you so much, Dan. Right, I'm going to go get a drink of water. Go get a drink of water. Um, <laughs> In cool. VR. No! <laughs> and what a bake-off it was. <laughs> the greatest This video is not going to make any sense. The audio is not going to make any sense. One of the transitions was just us vamping while Jared left. I think it's going to make perfect sense. Just like... Old Jesse's cinnamon buns. Is that what they make on British Bake Off? Old Jesse makes cinnamon buns? <laughs> what? I don't know. Is that a British Bake Off? Uh, every week is a different category. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, they, it's like one week they're like, oh, this week we're doing yeah, that's really great. cake. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, yeah, all right. So just uh, housekeeping notes at the end of the show. Um, Andrew, what are you working on? Where are you, people can find you at Garfep. Yeah. At Garfep on Twitter, yep. And uh, we have a whole bunch of, like, interview stuff coming um there's some there's some really interesting things coming for the fall because there's a lot of like kind of those last preview events mm-hmm. we're going to talk some we talked to people. sean layton the first yep. breakout went up and more two two oh, are up okay, actually cool. by the time you're listening to this they're all up okay uh, and we, we talked have, to him about psv sean layton yep. is yep the uh i guess now he's head of worldwide, worldwide studios, studios right yeah. yeah and uh yeah sean layton who you may recognize wearing a vib ribbon shirt from several press yeah, conferences well, just the one uh, he, yeah, uh, Ryan and Marty went down to Sony and talked to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some really interesting comments on that, kind of about uh, 
future versions of PSVR and about uh, the, that aim controller for Farpoint, how yeah. that could be used in other places. Mm-hmm. And then also the one I find the most interesting, uh, what beyond gaming can PSVR do? Like yeah. what, how could Hollywood use this? How could other experiences happen? Yeah. Um, so yeah, all that's on the site. Mm-hmm. And then from all kinds of other events, we have lots of cool preview content coming up. Cool. Yeah. You can, uh, I'm on Twitter at McBiggity. Uh, I was out last week because I was in Montreal doing with Zach, uh, doing Watch Dogs 2 for IGN First. That's our IGN First for October. Yep. Uh, on the site now, we have uh, a mission reveal called False Prophet. It was a really cool mission about uh, sort of infiltrating a fake Scientology esque religion that is helmed by a Tom Cruise esque wash up actor. Oh, it's actually a really cool mission. So you jump on the couch? Jump, don't, jumps on a couch. Does he do cool cocktail flips? He does very cool cocktail flips? Yeah. In, uh, what oh, what's movie that? cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, he does all the cool. Oh, okay, I was thinking of literally like flips, not just like. Psh. Oh, he flips while holding a cocktail and yeah. doesn't spill. Yeah, it's incredible. like when you pull a tablecloth out from under it. It's exactly like that. Uh, it's for impressions, uh, all sorts of stuff, all months. Check that out. Go.igm.com slash watchdogs2. Um, also, we have a new thing. I'm going I'm to read this without, without paraphrasing. Uh, we have a new thing called IGN Spoken Editions, mm-hmm. which is uh, on iTunes. You can subscribe. IGN Spoken Editions. And it's pretty much uh, uh, read aloud audio versions of news articles and reviews. And it, it's sort of like when you stuff. listen to an audio book, yeah. uh, but for IGN articles. Yeah. So if, if you're driving to work and you want to essentially read a preview or a review or anything like that yeah. it's like most of our articles are available yeah there. which i think would be super cool for review for longer form stuff for reviews and for maybe interviews and yep. for uh like especially like features like i'd love to go back and do like colin's history of pieces and mitch's history of like naughty yeah. dog and and uh the insomniac yeah insomniac uh mitch did montreal ubisoft montreal, montreal. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be really cool. So check that out, uh, IGN Spoken Editions. And also, finally, uh, IGN House Party for our 20th anniversary. Yep. Uh, which is being held on a Saturday, October 15th. So that's about a week and a half away here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can Tickets are still available. Some tickets are still available. Uh, I don't know what the Eventbrite link is, but just if you go to IGN's Twitter, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the it's, pinned tweet. It's the uh, pinned tweet, or just go to IGN.com slash House Party, or IGN House Party. Um, and it's also uh, you get a tour of the office too. It yeah. uh, includes First Friday, which many of you may know, which is uh, you get to come through the office on the Friday before. And yeah, meet and then, everybody, take a tour. And then we have a whole thing planned uh, all day Saturday, pretty much, uh, where there's going to yeah. be a bunch of pretty much everyone you've seen on the show and a lot of people you've seen in the past on the show are going to be there. We're going to be doing all sorts of live stuff, uh, hangouts, drinks. Yeah, yeah, ton of fun. So Maybe Tom Cruise will be there. <coughs> He's not. He's absolutely not. I mean, he could be a fan by Tigger. Yeah, you can absolutely. Um, Also, oh man, I was going to come, me, Tom Cruise, but you got that go to IGN link wrong. Tom Cruise. And then you can, uh, if you can't come to San Francisco, you can hang out with us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash IGN beyond. Yes. Uh, The Facebook group is generally just awesome, and we're in there, and and it's just a really cool community. And the uh, YouTube channel is also really cool. That's where this podcast lives, as well as Let's Plays. We played a bunch of Persona 5. We're going to put that up at some point in our lives. Yeah. uh, It'll be on IGN very soon. There's some complications uh, with YouTube, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be very good. Andrew and I learned Japanese. No, we didn't. I've been playing a lot of Persona 5. You can follow my exploits on Twitter, too. I am uh, I beat the third dungeon already. Yeah, but... Uh, like 30 hours in. Still you don't, you don't have to follow his exploits, though. Yeah, I'm saying you can if you want to. You don't have to. But you can. But you don't have to. You can also see uh, the pumpkin bread as I eat it on the, on the live stream. On Twitch? You can't do Twitch. Oh, no, you can't do food on Twitch. Yeah. That's one of the things you don't get in trouble for. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you all much for hanging out. Uh, podcast... Oh, jeez, that was the wrong one. Podcast <laughs> Beyond episode 462. Uh, for Andrew, I am Marty. Uh, we'll have a bigger crew next week. Uh, but until then, Beyond. Beyond. We did good. We did great. No, we didn't. Point five. <laughs> <laughs>